A blessed morning, friends. Once again, welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Aikintola. I want to bless God for another cold, blessed morning here in the Western Cape, Franjouk, South Africa. May the peace of God and the joy of God rest upon you and your family, wherever you're joining us from this morning. Please don't mind my cap. I'm just feeling a bit cold this morning. And so, please, I'm sure that shouldn't be a problem. All right. Uh, this morning, <clears throat> I thought I should share something with us. Thank you, my dear sister. Bless you. Sister Priscilla, good morning to you too. I hope all is well there, amen, in Zimbabwe. God bless you. Nice to have you join. And anybody that will be joining us this morning, I also want to welcome you to our platform. Uh, this morning, there's something that uh, I just want to share with us. It's still in the making. That, that This message is still brewing in my spirit. And um, so, but I just felt led, you know, just on the casual, if you will, on a, you know, casual a level to share with us because I know that we've been talking about this you know on uh, in relating to other things but I thought the Lord really want me to kind of delve into it and look at how amen this can begin to help us to make sense of what amen uh, we, we are talking about what the Spirit of God is emphasizing and how we can even become more, you know, more, more certain in our spiritual identity and our representation of the Lord. Okay, um, just um, about, I can't remember when, you know, I think it's about, I'm not sure if it was last week, but I remember that we were, we were at a point of prayer and I remember the Spirit of the Lord saying that, We've been brought into a new season. And of course, immediately I understand what that means. All right. But I don't think most people really understand some of the, you know, some of our expressions and terms and terminology and the way we do things. So I think the Lord also will have us kind of help people to understand and explain some of these things. And when I talk about some of these things, I'm sure that will also help for people to understand, you know, my own spiritual, you know, environment, my spiritual makeup, my spiritual identity, the way we interact. Because uh, one of the things I'm trying to, you know, relate with or or pass across is that there's a uniqueness to our 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 spirituality. There's a uniqueness to who we are. All right, just like you can see me now, this is part of who I am. All right, this morning I decided, okay, I'm just gonna be. You know, casual. It's not like I <laughs> I dress in in a, in a very formal way. I'm a very casual person, but I, I don't take things casually. All right. But when you look at me, you know, on a natural facial, you know, view, you won't take me serious. You will think this guy is just not a serious person. This is just and and not like I got to this point. You know, uh, one day deciding I'm just going to be a casual person. I realized that. The way we identify people spiritually is always related to how we see them. And I, I can relate to it. You know, some people will say, okay, your dressing kind of speaks to who you are, what you are. And in fact, that has nothing to do with how I'm looking this morning. I just thought about that. <laughs> I just thought about that now. It just occurred to me that some people may think I deliberately decide to look like this. All right. Maybe just to buttress what I'm saying. No, I, I never planned it. But I just decided this morning I'm going to, because normally before I start broadcasting, then I remove my cap, 
you know. But then it occurred to me, but it's cold. You're feeling cold. What's stopping you from wearing your cap and still broadcasting? After all, the anointing is not in the cap. So if your if my cap is going to you know stop you from hearing what I'm saying, please, I'm sorry. But that's not what I'm amen, trying to pass across this morning. I'm, I'm trying to say that. There's a way we have come to identify people. We've come to identify certain things based on our physical, facial, you know, interaction. And it shouldn't be. The Bible says we should know no man after the flesh. The the things of God cannot be understood or identified via the flesh. If we want to understand the things of God, we have to be spiritual people. And And this is the reason why, all right? We have tagged this uh, a message, the makings. Okay, if you, have, if you have not seen it, you should look at it again. The making of spirit. Like I said, uh, this this message is still in the offing. I'm still, you know, trying to understand or uh, the direction to which the spirit of the Lord, Amen. You know, uh, uh, will be emphasizing because yes, God may be saying something to you that you think you know, you think you you're familiar with it. All right, the emphasis for that season may be different. So we should not take things, amen, for granted, okay? So I'm saying that, yes, the Lord speaks to us, all right, through various ways and means, but, um, and of course, the way we understand the speakings of God, it, it differs, and it depends more on, you know, how we have been spiritually shaped. I hope, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sound too technical, and I hope somebody out there will will really pick what I'm trying to, you know, pass across because this is very critical, particularly, Amen. As we begin to navigate into a day where we have to walk more, Amen, in the spirit of discernment, we have to be able to recognize, you know, certain things, certain people, Amen, through the through the through our discerning ability. But of course, our ability to discern effectively has to do with what with the quality of our spirit has to do with the kind of spirit that we have. Jesus said to his disciples, you don't know, amen, of the spirit that you are made of. When they decided, can we call down fire? Can we, you know, can we just prove a point that yes, you know, we are Christ followers, we have power, we have the anointing. Uh, they wanted to call down fire. He said, so it doesn't work like that, okay? So, there, there, maybe I should quickly do this, uh, just give you an introduction. I did an introduction here. Like I said, this message is still, you know, I'm still working on it. But here is something that I that I said. I hope you can read it. All right. It says uh, uh, there is a biblical principle that allows us to advance in the spirit, whereby we are able to clearly identify and even brand our spirit to know and function within a, a unique kingdom character and culture that allow us to fulfill our prophetic mandate with less confusion as we see today that's a handful of a statement or mouthful of statement rather let me read again there is a biblical principle that allow us to advance in the spirit all right that allow us to advance in the spirit whereby we are able to clearly not confusing not you know not not being sure to clearly identify but not just to identify, but to also brand our spirit. Yes. You said, can spirit be branded? Yes. In fact, those are some of the things I'm going to be talking about. I mean, the world talks about branding. I mean, when you walk into a KFC, 
Amen. You were you you were mistaking that for you know uh, uh, what do you call it now, uh, Burger King. <laughs> you, you you get my point. When you walk into KFC, you will not amen assume that for uh, uh, another eatery because every 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 uh, 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 every store has got his own brand. All right. So. We can function within the unique kingdom character and culture that allow us. You see, the reason why there's so many battles and fighting about all right, people leaving this community, going to that community, or join this church today, or, join, or don't know where they belong, all right, is because men of God, leaders, have not taken time all right, to teach on this aspect. Now, I said that as we begin to move towards the days of the end, amen, we need to we need to be able to speak. We need to be able to teach on this aspect. It's going to help us to identify our tribe, to identify, amen, where we belong. Yes, everybody preach the Bible. Everybody preach kingdom. Everybody talk Jesus. Everybody say what everybody say in the church. But not everybody, amen, we, or rather we are not sent to everybody. We are sent to a particular point, to a particular place, to a particular people, amen. We are sent with a particular grace and spirit to function within a particular context. All of that, amen, are not something that just falls on you. You have to learn them. You have to grow, amen, to discover them, to identify that, okay? All right. Thank you, my dear sister. At least you're following me. <laughs> At least I know that somebody's following what I'm talking about, you know, and I know that this, you know, messages like this, Sunday morning, uh, this is not what people want to hear, but it, well, I'm not a Sunday person. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm from Monday to Sunday. You understand? Okay. I don't have Sunday message or Sunday. No, no. But as the spirit of God leads, we follow. All right. Yes. If the law says Sunday, keep quiet. Okay. And I keep quiet. But today, this is the direction we want to follow. And like I said, I'm very casual about this, but that does not mean that the things that I'm saying is casual. All right, please don't don't ever think what I'm talking about is. In fact, this is one of the most important message you will ever hear me preach. But like I said, it's still in the offing. I'm still working on it. You know, let me tell you what. Okay, I'm sure some of you already know how the Lord deals with me in terms of, you know, me conveying the message. When the Lord impresses something in my spirit and he, and that thing refuses to go, it's just there, it's there. You know, I'm, I'm praying, I'm doing other things. It comes back. And then maybe, you know, I'm, I'm checking, you know, my um, social media. And people that I relate with, I see that they are emphasizing on the same thing or they're talking about the same thing. In other words, the Lord will confirm that thing to me. Like one of the messages, you know, that I shared this morning on my timeline, you know, by uh, uh, um, Brother Bob Mumford. I'm, I'm not sure if some of you have read it. All right. Uh, to me, that was one of, you know, a, a, a way of God saying, yes, this is what I'm saying. Because what Brother Mumford was talking about is very, very relevant to what I'm going to be sharing maybe later on. All right. In this in this teaching, I don't know if it's this, this is going to be a series but what I want to emphasize this morning is that we need to begin to get to the point where we begin to know who we are spiritually. First, secondly, we need to also begin to identify, amen, the various spiritual nature and character, amen, that we have. Just as I have certain 
traits. I have certain, you know, likes, you know, you know, you know, there are just certain things that I like, you know, as a person. All right. That's me in the human natural realm. There are also characters and traits of me, amen, in the spirit. That to the point that if you know me, amen, as a spiritual person, you can almost predict me. You can almost predict me. You know, you can almost predict, you know, my movement, my, my way of doing things. And what God wants to do is to merge, amen, our natural traits, amen, with our spiritual traits. Because we should not be divided, amen. Spiritual things should not be divided. Spiritual things should be whole, should be complete. In other words, amen, your spirituality should be manifest in, in your values, in your character, in your attitude, amen. In your, in, even, even in you know, your diets, you know, maybe to certain level, even in the way you dress. Somebody say, what has my dressing got to do with my spirituality? You'll be, you'll be surprised. You know, your dressing can give you a way that you're an insecure person, that you are just looking for God knows what. <laughs> but when you see somebody who has matured in the things of God, who have gone forth, they're not trying to impress people by their outlook. They dress nice, they look nice, but uh, the, you know, the dressing, the look is not screaming. It's not saying, hey, hey, I'm here. Everybody look at me. You know, there are certain dresses like that. And this is both male and female, all right? You dress for the killer. You, you, you dress to make a point. You dress for everybody to turn and look at you. You understand? Or you dress in a very ungodly way. When you're a Christian, you're a believer, you're going to church and half of your body is showing. I mean, you, you say I'm going to church, but it's liberty. I've got liberty. But you're dressing in a way where half of your body, all right, is you are a distraction to other people. You may, you may think, oh, I've got liberty. I've got liberty, all right? After all, this is that that's what I mean when I say amen. Many of us carry our culture, the culture of our environment, the culture of our society into our spiritual life, and that becomes an hindrance, all right, to our advancement. We love God, we want to move with God, but we have not divorced ourselves from certain things that we don't even think about that those things matter, but they do matter. If you are serious with your spiritual life, then every area of your life should matter and should count. Are you getting the point that I'm making? Your, 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 your values, what you go for, all right? The things you, you, you seek for, all right? The kind of friends, you know, you, 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 you keep, you know, all of that, amen, has an input Amen. If you start adding all those things, they, at the end of the day, they define something about who you are. You understand? That's why sometimes I will say, well, I don't really need you to talk. I just need to see you. I just need to, you know, have a, a glimpse of you. Then I can almost predict, amen, your spiritual state and who you are and what you represent. Okay? So, these are things that I think we need to begin to, because as, as we begin to get into the season of deconstructing and people falling away from, you know, all kinds of places, people breaking away and leaving churches and, uh, uh, listen, we can leave church, but we must not leave God. That's something that I also want to talk about. All right? We can leave church, but we must not leave God. We must not leave our commitment and our community to the things of God. But how then do we identify that community? This is why we need to begin to understand, amen, our kind of a people. You know, who, who are the kind of people you want to mix with? Okay? How do you know them? How do you find them? 
Okay, like I said, <laughs> amen. If if you if you if you walk into a KFC, you will not mistake a KFC for uh, you know a, a McDonald's or you know your Burger King because they all have their various way of identifying. They, they, in fact, they, they, their taste don't taste the same. All right, I'm not sure what I like in a KFC. What do I like in KFC? I don't like their straw. I don't like KFC straw. Because when you when you're drinking, you know you're driving your coke with that thing. It's, it's a paper straw. You feel it. You know. I've been saying I need to talk to somebody about it. They, they, you know. That's just me. I don't like that. You, you, you understand? Maybe a bit of their chips when it's still hot, but when it's cold, I don't want it. You understand? Well, to, not every day I, I eat burger, but yes, uh, Burger King. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one, but I just eat any of their burger. But the nice ones, <laughs> you, you understand? But I won't go out of my way. Uh, everyone has got a taste but i i like uh what's that one now uh steers steers uh, um steers um chips i think i prefer steers chip than any of those ones i like steers but when you ask me what of the any of the eateries out there do you like the most i will tell you nando's but i was disappointed by one nando's that they brought here to you know um to our place here in in par you know, I was looking forward towards that chicken. I thought the same is the same Nando's that I used to eat back then when I was in Joburg. Oh, I was disappointed. I told my wife, no, 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 no. This one is disappointment. We're not going there again. And that was it. You understand? But if you ask me, muchachos, oh yeah, I love muchachos. I love muchachos. You know, woo. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you getting it? But I'm just trying to tell you that it, there's something about branding that allow us, amen, to invest, that allow us, yes, to connect. But if you if you have not tasted all of these people, you will know which is good. You understand? That's what the Bible says, amen. Test our spirits. And maybe one of the reasons why God, amen, has given me the grace, amen, to, to preach like this and to bring this kind of message out, all right, is because we're in a day of divine separation. God is separating. And one way we are going to be able to know our tribe, amen, is through our spiritual state. When you have the kind of a spirit, amen, that 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 that, re, that resonate, that connect with, amen, your kind of tribe. When you see them, you won't need to, you know, try to impress anybody. You won't need to try to force anybody. No, it just works. It just clicks. And if that's another thing I'm going to be talking about. And if you have grown out of a place, because indeed you can grow out of a season. And that community, amen, is not growing. They're not journeying with God. You see, we can tabernacle around the revelation. I remember when I came to South Africa, and many of the people tabernacle around the, the message of sonship. You know, everybody's talking sonship, sonship, sonship. And I'm like, but this is what we left behind, you know, in... In 2000, 2000, you know, in the year 2000, we were dealing with sonship in Nigeria. We were into sonship, you know, sonship, man. But we we grew out of it. So when I came to South Africa and everybody's talking sonship, I'm like, but okay. But then, of course, I understand that that's where they are. You understand? So when you try to say or speak something that is outside of that confine or is calling them to a higher understanding, 
they look at you weird, they look at you strange, they're like, you don't understand, okay, because the men of God who are at the gates, they, they, they are leaders, okay, that is what they are feeding the people, that's what they are talking about, okay, and you know, this apostle hears it, the other one hears it, and that's what they talk about when they invite themselves, everybody say, says the same thing, alright, so they benchmark the spiritual development of the people to that word in season, meanwhile, the Lord has left that point until maybe somebody comes and say hey but there's another dimension to sonship there's another reality to christ there's, let us go up higher uh, i hope i'm making sense this morning to to somebody there you, you understand so you you can even be benchmarked your spirit can be benchmarked all right by the predominant you know revelation or the predominant you know uh, 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 leadership leadership sometimes can 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 stifle can hinder your 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 growth your your maturing all right you maybe you're coming from somewhere or the lord the, the dealings of the lord has taken you beyond what you know uh the general leadership you know uh, 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 um, declarations of that season or that environment is talking about you have moved out of that area but you can't go further because that is what everybody's feeding on is somebody following me this morning Oh, thank you, my dear sister. Nice to have you. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, Tattoo. It's been a while. Thank you for following this morning. All right. So we want to we 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 want to come to the point to the place where we understand, all right, where we are spiritually, and where we are spiritually has to do with us being able to identify our spiritual posture, our spiritual value, our spiritual identity. You see. You see, we, we talk about spirit, but we don't understand, amen, what our spirit is and represent. Thank you, my dear sister Kumisa, also for joining, amen. But we don't understand that. And if you don't understand that, you're going to be struggling. In fact, what I'm talking about, all right, can save you from marrying the wrong person. It's not enough to just marry a Christian. I just want to marry the brother. Oh, the brother can pray. Oh, the sister can fast. No, no, no. You, you've got to be able to identify them spiritually. What kind of spiritual being are they? Yes, I know they pray. They that should not be the qualification. You've got to be able to identify what brand, what brand are they? What spiritual brand are they? Remember that even in our spiritual walk, amen, we have amen, three tiers. We have the first tiers, we have the second tiers, we have the third tiers. We have, amen, what you would define as the, you know, the outer court, the inner court people. And then you have, you know, the more advanced spiritual people who are pressing into the holies of holy. Yes, you, you have the 30-fold believer. Then you have the 60-fold. Then you have those earlier who have gone beyond average. They are seeking dimensions in God. Alright? And they are looking for language, spiritual language to express this thing they are picking in their spirit man. Okay? Are you getting the point that I'm talking about? See, and, and it's important that we, we start dealing with these things because if we don't, alright, we are going to make a mistake by generalizing things. And I don't want us to generalize. By the way, I love this design. Uh, you know, this the, the Spirit of the Lord just gave me this concept this morning. I said, okay, this is nice. This is nice. All right? Uh, the makings of spirit. Like I said, friends, this is just an introduction. I'm just, in fact, I don't know. I might just stop anytime the Spirit of the Lord leads me. But but, but I want you, amen, to, to begin to think about this thing. Because, you see, what you think about, to certain 
level, amen, allow you, enhances how you pray. That's if your thought is sanctified. Did you hear me? Because they use our thoughts, amen, to also impress certain, you know, expressions, certain demand or requirement of the Lord. Okay? That is why they gave us thoughts. They, they didn't give us thoughts to think kind of things, to think fleshy things. When we're thinking kind of things, lustful things, prideful things, amen, is because we have deviated, we have shifted, amen, from the ways of God. Did you hear what I just said now? When our minds are filled with, you know, kind of things, fleshy things, things of self, you know, it, that's because we are no longer focusing, we are no longer in line with, amen, the mind of Christ. And this is the reason why I keep saying daily we have to present our minds unto the Lord. You have to bind your mind, your thoughts, your faculty, amen, must sync with that of Christ. Because they are going to use your mind, amen, to affirm, to confirm, amen, and to even make decisions. Whatever decision, amen, your spirit wants to make, your mind must be in agreement with it. If your mind is not in agreement with it, there's going to be chaos. <laughs> there's going to be chaos. So, so you see why every part of our body, of our life, amen, has to come to redemption. Your mind, your soul, amen, your spirit, amen, must come into agreement. Okay? You can't be, you know, the people they call uh, carnal Christians, uh, spiritually carnal people, all right? They've got this understanding, this revelation, this, this thing about God. They talk about God. But on the other side also, they, they have this thing about flesh, about themselves, you know, about their ambition, you know, about, you know, their desire, all right? Even when God is saying, no, but that's not what they want to say, no, no. God, we will deal with you later. We'll come, we'll come to that later. But now, this is what I want. You know, I, I need to drive into this KFC. And I need to buy these chips. I mean, I must eat now. But they're telling you, are you not supposed to be fasting? Say, ah, fasting, no, I'm hungry. Just because you drove past KFC and you, you just perceive the smell, suddenly you break your fast. It shows that you are what? Am I a carnal am I Christian. You are, on, you are immature. In other words, you can easily be what? Swaved. You can easily be changed. <laughs> Are you guys still there with me? <laughs> The, the, the computer, I think I mistakenly touched something. It just went off. But yeah, but we're back. All right. If, if, you're, if you're watching me, just amen, uh, let me know if, if, if you're still connected. So you, you, you get the point that I'm saying. It, it, it's easy, amen, to say, yes, I'm a spirit being. I'm a child of God. It's easy to say that. But wait until there's situation, circumstance that is demanding. All right. Thank you. Thank you so very much. All right. It becomes challenging when, you know, you are, you are being forced, amen, to change your mind. Thank you, guys. Thank you. To change your mind, amen, to do things that you don't want to do. All right? So, when you begin to grow in the spirits, you come to the point of what I'm talking about. Your spirit, you know, gets to be branded. And one easy way to brand your spirit, amen, 
is to start praying the word of God, to pray the mind of God, to meditate. In fact, let me tell you this. God uses, amen, your prayer life, your, your, your meditation, amen. Yes, your fasting, all right? Your studying of the word, amen, to brand to brand your spirit, all right? Just like I said, KFC is branded. All right, thank you guys. All connected, all right? Just as, amen. Now, why did they, why is, why are companies branded? So that we can easily, what, identify them. So that we can easily identify them to their products. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, when you see certain brand, all right, you identify certain qualities, certain values to them, okay? There are people today that, you know, anytime they see, you know, uh, uh, your, um, well, you know, your Apple product, no matter what it costs, they go for it because they've been able to, you know, to connect that brand to value. So they don't mind to pay that extra amount. Okay. Some people will not use certain phones. Not because those phones might not even be better than, you know, uh, um, your Apple, but because they've come to understand and realize that, well, Apple is stable and, you know, is secure. I don't know how far that is true. Okay, so they will pay that extra, maybe a thousand, two thousand rand on it, okay, to get an Apple device than other device. You understand? Because, you know, the, the, the makers of Apple have been able to brand. Branding is not just about logo. Branding is about value. It's about identification. Amen. It's about certain principle. It's about certain, you know, understanding you know about what that product is and what that product amen is designed for there are certain companies all right that they just make brands for certain class of people okay now i'm just sharing this for us to say that yes even though we're all spiritual people we're all in the kingdom but even in the kingdom amen there are levels there are values there are heights there are widths there are you know you understand we are not all the same. Yes, we're all going to heaven. We're all called Christ. Amen. We're all serving Christ. But our assignment, amen, differs. Therefore, our sense of spirituality, our sense of spiritual identity, our sense of spiritual knowledge, wisdom, amen, differs. There are people that, I mean, I can easily relate with them spiritually. And there are also other Christians that cannot easily just relate with me or can't relate with them. Not because we are not all believers, but because, amen, what we stand for, the values that, we, you see, we don't just preach the message. We also preach the value of the message. Oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. You know, there are, there are men of God following me, but they will never invite me to come to their church, to come to their ministry. They are tracking me. Every time I'm online, they are watching me. They are tailing me, basically tailing me. You know, they lack what they hear, but they are not ready, amen, to give up their life, to give up their, you know, their, their regalia, to give up their scepter, to give up their crown, to give up, amen, their influence. Because to come into what, you know, this kind of a life, this kind of teaching that Isaiah is doing, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. You have to, you have to basically strip yourself of every other thing. Then heaven then begin to infuse you. You see, it's not just about what Isaiah is saying, amen. <coughs> It's about the authority and the power, amen, that backs what I'm saying. 
There's a liberty that comes with, amen, what I'm saying, amen, that I have earned through sacrifice. Through sacrifice. If I begin to talk about some of those sacrifices, you'll be wondering. <laughs> That's why when, you know, uh, um, it was it the mother of James or who now came to Jesus and said, look, Jesus, you know, uh, on your throne, I will want my children, you know, to sit, you know, one at your right and one at, at the left. Jesus said, you, woman, you don't know what you're talking about. Can they partake, can they drink of this cup? Because there, 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 are, there, are, there, are, there are sacrifice, if you will, there are demand. I know we're all believers, we're all Christian, we're all men of God, Yes. But if you want to move to certain position, if they want to shift you to certain position, all right, they will have to rebrand your spirit for that position. And most of them, that you know, branding comes with amen, comes with persecution, it comes with scars. Alright? When they take that iron, you know, a mark and place it on your hand, amen. It's burning, amen. They put a mark. You see, even in the days of uh, uh, um, slave, you know, slavery, slave trade, they used to do that back in the days. Well, when it's time, I mean, this is this is in the scripture. When it's time for a slave to be free by the master, all right. Remember, the, the the law, the Jewish law, is that after a period of time, all right, if a slave is is serving a master, that slave should be released. In the year of Jubilee, that slave should be released. Anything that has come into your home, amen, that you either, you know, bought during, you know, uh, uh, you know, slave trade and whatever. You've got, particularly if that person is a Jew, you've got to let them go free. But I said, if that, you know, a uh, uh, slave, because of the relationship, amen, that, that slave, or you have developed with that slave because of the openness, you see, yes, you, you have developed a sense of openness, a sense of love, and a sense of trust, and that slave decides that is is not leaving, it doesn't want to go, doesn't want to leave the master, they said, alright, that slave must be taken, amen, I, I, I can't remember where, if it's by the gates of whatever, or but a hole, a hole must be must be punctured, amen, into the ears of that, you know, of that, you know, slave. That that puncture of that, you know, uh, 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 of the ears, all right, it tells everybody that this person, amen, used to be a slave, but is free, but is not committed. Is in fact has become part of the household of his master. So anytime you see that hole, all right. It's 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 a sign that this is this is a free slave. In other words, nobody else can buy that slave, because the fact that you're free does not mean that somebody else cannot buy you. You understand? Yeah. So it's it was a principle back in the day that a hole is placed. There's something about the master, amen, that has been transferred into that into that person. It's no longer a slave. In fact, it becomes, amen, the, the guidance of his household. Those are the people that at the end of the day, the master will commit their children, their son, amen, for training. When the Bible talk about, you know, uh, the tutors, many of those tutors back then, all right, are advanced slaves. They are pe people who, who have grown, who have come to understand, who, who, I mean, who can be trusted with other people's life. Oh, Jesus, help us. Are you getting the point? There, so there are sacrifice. Yes. So uh, people will look at you and they're wondering, okay, so what is your achievement as a spiritual person? <laughs> 
you know, back in the day growing up, that used to bother me because, you know, you want to leave, you know, things. You, you, you want to make sure that you take care of your family. You've got, you've got a house, you've got a car, you've got this, you've got that. Because that is how we identify, all right, with achievement, okay? And those, are, those things are good, all right? But in a situation where those things are not given to you, does that stop you, amen, from achieving? Does that stop you from being successful? Absolutely not. So then I began to realize that, amen, there's another dimension of inheritance in the spirits. And those inheritance are real. There are things that you are, you come into, amen, because of who you are spiritually, because of your, your own spiritual branding, because of your own spiritual identity, all right? That whenever they mention your name, there are people that God used, amen, in the scripture to do certain things. Now, only them, hallelujah, would, would have been able, amen, to carry out those things. Why? Because of the nature of their spiritual state, amen, and estate. There are, there are some of us who, who have spiritual estate. It's not just about spiritual state. We have spiritual estate. We, we, we command, amen, yes, spiritual treasure, spiritual inheritance. But all of this has to do with your coming of age. Remember, they don't give you, amen, uh, 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 spiritual or inheritance without you coming of age. You have to come of age. So I'm hoping that, you know, somebody is speaking the line of what I'm talking about. You may not have anything material to show for it. Ah, but you have depth. You have, you, you there, there are depths in you. The, the deep is calling to the deep that whenever, amen, God needs to use you to do something, they just reach out. They just call out, amen, you're there. And when you speak, things change. Things happen hallelujah yes there are people like that their values can only be measured by their spiritual estate by their spiritual capacity capacity by their spiritual competence by their spiritual wisdom by their spiritual understanding by the way they look at things and they're just able to make sense the way they bring insight understanding the way they counsel people and bring solution into into you know things that are looking very difficult and complex i'm talking about the makings of the spirit being born again is the beginning. It's just the foundation. As you grow, amen. The Bible says that you may grow thereby. You feed on the word. You feed on the milk of the word, amen. That you may grow. That growth, that growth, amen. Yes, speaks into something. What is spiritual growth? What does it mean to grow spiritually? What is spiritual development? What does it mean? How, how do you come to understand that you have grown? Is it the, the fact that you're able to speak in tongues? Or you're able to speak in tongues for maybe one hour? <laughs> or you're able to sow a seed? You understand? Or you have the ability to sing in the church? You understand? And pray for people. Is that the definition of spiritual growth? Of course not. Those are part of it. But spiritual growth itself speaks into the position where heaven can deploy you into certain realms, dimension. Heaven can... They can speak to you and you can understand. And they can bring you to a position where you are able to convey the heart of God, the mind of God, amen, into, you know, the lives of people, situation. You know, things that doesn't make sense. You come there and you bring the mind of Christ. You bring insight. You bring understanding. All of that, I said, has to do with, amen, how you've allowed them. You, you have to surrender yourself to be branded spiritually. You have to surrender yourself to the branding of the spirit. 
I call it the making of the spirit. There are certain people, they have a limit to how far they can go when it comes to the spirit, the things of God. They have a limit. They have a limit. If you try to take them beyond that limit, you know, it's, it's, it's like a machine or, you know, a device or whatever that has, you know, a limit of wattage. You know, the, I mean, we live in South Africa today. Everybody's buying, you know, a, a, a inverter and all of that. You understand? If all your uh, appliance can take, all right, is let's say uh, 500 watts, you know, watts of, you know, inverter, 500. All right? And you go and get something less than that. You know what's going to happen? Your appliance are going to, Yes, it you know, it won't work. You, you understand? So you have to get something higher. You've got to get something that can carry. There, there are people can, they can't carry certain spiritual weights. They can't carry certain spiritual responsibility. No, you can't give certain things of the spirit, amen, to babes, to immature people. So when I was a child, I spoke as one, I thought as one, I reasoned as one. When I became a man, when I became a man, we're talking about a man, you know, spiritual position. When you become, you become. How do you become? Through a man, the, the Holy Spirit placing demand on you and you responding. They place a demand on you and you're responding. I give you an example this morning. I like to use practical examples. This morning, I was praying. I was having my personal devotion as I was praying. So the Spirit of the Lord drew the name of somebody into my spirit. I said, well, it's time to pray for this person. But of course, I know that the Lord is not just saying, just pray for the person, you know, pray. Of course, I've been praying for the person. No, the Lord said, call the person. So I called the person. Uh, the person did not answer. I called again. The person did not answer. So I then I called. Then the person answer and I said oh well I'm on my way I said well this is what is happening I want to pray for you but it's fine you can you know continue on your journey you know I'll just pray and, and send you know send a voice or whatever to you then the person said no 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 I'm, I'm going back home and of course I prayed for pray for this person my point is there are things that the spirit of God wants you to do at a specific time at a spe specific moment your obedience in responding to that thing amen yes it's like a score for you to move further, to move higher. Every time God wants you to do something and you delay or you don't obey, you remain where you are. You never grow. You never develop. That's what it means to grow spiritually. Every time you respond to the Spirit of God, amen, regardless of what that thing is, as you respond, amen, you build another ladder that takes you higher. Every time you respond to, amen, the voice of God, the leading of the Spirit, there's a ladder that is being built. There's a ladder that is being built. There's a ladder that is being built. That's how we ascend in the things of God. Amen. It's not just to know them and you're screaming about it. Yes, you're quoting it, but you are not. There's no corresponding action. Your corresponding action is taking something, amen, out of the flesh. It's crucifying the flesh and, amen, there's a response. There's a deposit to the things of God. Because every time you obey God, there's a deposit. And that deposit, amen, also speaks into your future, amen. It's like you're investing into your future. 
Am I making sense? Somebody said, well, let's not even use a scripture. Let's look at this first scripture. I don't have it on cue there, but I'm just going to read it out. First Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, but the sensual man or the carnal, the carnal man, the carnal man, the sensual man, remember is a man. Remember what I spoke about, about, you know, when, when the spirit relates to a man, they're not talking about the male man or the female man. They're talking about the state of your spiritual condition. The spiritual man, the spiritual man can be carnal or can be amen, uh, 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 can be righteous, can be committed, amen, to the things of God. All right. The Bible says, but the sensual man perceive not the things, the things that are of the spirit of God. There are things that are of the spirit of God. Hmm? The sensual, the kind of, the kind of mind. All right. The man of the flesh, the man of the earth, cannot perceive, can't perceive it. Remember, spiritual things are not captured by, oh, oh, somebody pinched me, I feel the pain. You know, that's a response that sends signal to your, to your nerves, all right? Or you taste, you taste it. Mm. Ah, wow. There's enough sugar in this tea or there's no sugar there. That's your sense. Alright? It's not being able to look at things naturally and sample and say, Oh, that's a mouse. Wow, okay. Uh, it's a mouse, but it's also a white mouse. Alright? Oh, no, no, no. That, that, no, that's a phone. Well, it's not iPhone. Oh, this is Samsung. Oh, even, oh, okay. Alright, okay. In our carnal sense, that's how we look at things. We base them on our five, yes, senses. All right? And then we conclude on what to do or what not to do. There's a way we can sense spiritual things. We can know spiritual things. But we have to be trained in them. And of course, the training has to do with amen, us yielding ourselves to being disciple, to being spiritually disciple. Because when you are spiritually disciple, amen, you follow, you learn to follow my sheep, amen, hears my voice and follow. When you follow, that following allow you to learn certain things. What we learn spiritually, amen, is, is deposited within our spiritual experience. It's good to have spiritual experience, but it's also very dangerous to base, amen, our decision on our past spiritual experience because God, amen, is not limited to one experience. Like I, like, like I always say, I think I still shared it yesterday, the fact that God appeared in, in a particular point five years ago does not mean that that place suddenly become a sacred place where you have to go every time you want to hear God, you have to go there. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Except the Spirit of God categorically tell you go there. But if you decide, well, our that place we felt the power of God, we felt the anointing. Ay, the presence of God was there. Let's go. You're gonna go there. You're not gonna meet God, but you're gonna meet another spirit that may be looking or sounding like God. You've got to understand, Amen, that where the spirit of the Lord is, that's where there is liberty. 
So you've got to locate where the Spirit of God is. How do you locate that? Find the context of His voice for today. <laughs> Simple. Find the context. The context of God's voice. You see, you see why I have the liberty to preach this. I told you this is this message is still in the office. I'm still thinking, I'm still walking around it. But the liberty, amen. The, 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 because of the liberty of the emphasis of the spirit for the season, allow me to, amen, to come and you know begin to speak about it. Because I know that the Lord, amen, yes, wants somebody out of there to begin to think along this line. And the reason for, for, you know, for that is so that we are not confused. We are not deceived, amen. Even by people who, who claim, amen. You know, <laughs> we've, 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 we're, we're stepping into a very dangerous point, a dangerous position in our work with God. Because the people that the enemy is going to be using to deceive us in this last day will be people who we can relate to, will be people that we know, we, we, we even you know, interact with them. But we don't know that those people have compromised. If somebody you know that, that used to be very spiritual, very spiritual in the things of God, all right? And that person, you know, has compromised his, his or position with the Lord. But you are still relating with that person, amen, from the position of what you used to know about that person. You know, you used to know me 10 years as one who pray and fast and study and, you know, do the will of God. And 10 years later, we, are, you know, we, we, we meet and you're still looking at me with the eye of that Isaiah I used to know who used to, uh, that guy used to be very sharp in the things of God. Meanwhile, I've kicked the bucket. I've, I've been compromising. I've been living my own life, doing my own thing. But I still have the language. Maybe it, maybe it will take you three, another three, God knows, months if you are very sharp in the spirit. All right. To say, but. There's something wrong with this Isaiah. I mean, this is not the Isaiah I used to know, you know. Because it's not written on our forehead that, oh, I'm no longer in line with God. I'm no longer in tune with God. I'm no longer seeking the heart of God. I'm no longer fervent. I'm just basically trying to survive. You know, life was difficult. So I threw away that waiting on the Lord. I also went to, you know, Thessalonica. I went to look for food. I went to, you know, try to, you know, put, you know, do what everybody is doing to survive. You know, I'm on the survival mode. It's going to take a while for you to notice that if, because you just believe that that same guy you used to know is the same person, fervent in the Lord, praying, seeking the face of God. No, that person has backslidden. And this is the reason why I'm saying, the Bible says, if the, if the days are not cut short, even the very elect will be deceived. Why would they be deceived? Why? Because we're going to be doing a lot of presumption. We're going to become more like Gideon, sampling things, but not being able to discern. They say, test our spirit. Like I always say, how do you test the spirit? If you don't have a higher amen, value system, if you don't have a higher quality system to test, for you, for you to test something, you have to go to an expert. You have to go to somebody who knows that thing very well. Test our spirit to be sure that they are from the Lord. Because there are false spirits out there. There are lying wonders, lying spirits. There are spirits, amen, who, who are bringing forth things, amen, from the covens of darkness. There are people operating, amen, you know, from, a, you know, a, a familiar spirit. You know, a familiar spirit can give you a prophetic word. Somebody operating on a familiar spirit can give you a sound prophetic word. You will say, hallelujah, I receive Jesus. Wow, what the word. <laughs> you know, you know that... that there are spirits designed to 
to trace and track your movement. They are just watching you and they are gathering information. They're gathering information about you. They know what you like, what you don't like. So they build, you know, yes, something around what they have gathered. Alright? And this information, they sell it, they give it or sell it to, amen, they are, this false apostle, false prophet, because they go to consult them. How do you think Satan, devil, knows certain things about people? Yes, he's got demons that he has assigned to go watch, to go study people. So they say, this person, this is how this person be. I hope you know that the devil is not omnipresent. The devil is not omniscient. The devil, amen. Yes, he's not omniscient. The devil doesn't know all things. But he's, he's a smart being. When he fell, amen, that brain that God gave to him, amen, was, was still intact. He's still using it to beat a lot of believers that refuse to track with God. Are you hearing this? You still think, well, hallelujah. No, no, no. That person has, has missed the way of God. Has... But you, you think, wow, what a word. No, 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 no. A good example, amen, is the young prophet and the old prophet in the scripture. Remember, the young and the old prophet. The young prophet was given a prophetic word, amen, an assignment. This is what you must do, all right? When you get to this place, this is what you must do. When you're done, leave. Don't go to any place. Don't talk to anybody. Don't eat anything. Don't drink anything. The guy finished the assignment he on, his, on, on his way home. The old prophet, that's what the Bible called him. The old, in fact, I did an article on that. If you search, you know, our, um, our website, you'll find it. The old prophet sent somebody. They said, go and bring him back. He must come and eat with me. He wanted to fraternize with him. Hey. He wanted to he wanted to corrupt that stream. He wanted to corrupt that seed. He wanted to corrupt that grace. There are relationships that are designed to corrupt you, to pervert your seed. That's why I, I don't connect with everybody. And there are people today that I'm in fact disconnecting myself away from. Not because they are not nice brother or nice sister, but they're just not going the direction that I'm going. I mean, we may all end up in the same heaven, but what God has sent me is what I want to focus on. I don't want to focus on something else, amen, that is a distraction to my mandate. Because when God called me, amen, nobody was there. When God assigned me, when God said, this is the next plan I want you to carry out for me, go to South Africa. In that order, amen, they didn't tell me something else except some of the things that the Lord began to open my mind and my understanding to, all right, and I agree with it. But if there's something else that is coming that and strange that is totally different from, no, I, I think I've got to the level where I'm able to say, no, sorry, no. I, every one of us must mature in the spirit to be able to say no, even to people that we think are men of God. I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. Sorry, but I'm, I'm just not in agreement. Or, well, I've not come to this point. I've, I, you know, I've not. This thing is just not right with me for now. All right, you have to come to that point. And I'm saying this because of the nature of the days that we live in. You have to, even if they're going to get angry with you, let them be angry with you. Somebody's anger, amen, <laughs> to you or against you does not stop, amen, you from fulfilling what God has called you. Because at the end of the day, you are going to stand before God and give an account. 
Listen, friends, let me give you this word. Jesus is the builder of his church, not man. Man is only a vessel. No matter what the body of Christ tried to do, all right, we can never build the church of the Lord. We only build the church of the Lord by us responding, amen, to the directions and to the instructions, amen, given to us at every seasons and interval. So if God is saying something to you, amen, that contradicts what other people are saying, you need to go and check with God first. And if, amen, what you're doing does not relate with what others are doing and you seem not to understand, go check with God. God will say, I need you to move with those people so that they can give you a better understanding. They can give you a better grace. All right. But if uh, the, the, the concept is somebody just wants you to be part of what they're doing, just, you know, for another uh, position, name, title, you know, numbers and whatever we do in the name of, you know, what we do. No, stay away from it. We have to begin to understand this thing so we don't get deceived even by church people. Maybe I should even add, even by people who say they are part of the ecclesia. Because I still don't understand, amen, how we are able to separate the church. The true church of the Lord is still the true church of the Lord. Not the one, amen, Constantine built. Not the one, amen, uh, 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 um, King James or, or, of, of England, you know, tried to manipulate. The true church of the Lord is true the true church of the Lord. When you read the scripture, you see they were called, you know, uh, 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 Christians in Antioch. That, that value system is what I'm tracking. It's not the title. It's not the name. It's not all these things that were... I hope you understand, God has given me grace to write and we're writing on doctrines and all of that. But at the end of the day, if you can't track the mind of Christ, the, the, the spirit of Christ, you will fall into, amen, what I call petty doctrines. Hallelujah. So, but the sensual man perceive not the things of the spirit. The things of the spirit require spiritual people. And how do we understand? How do we identify spiritual people? I told you earlier, we have to understand how to track spiritual growth. Okay? If you're not growing in the Lord, how can you declare yourself as being spiritual? Okay? There are so many things I want to talk about that I can't touch this morning. Alright? Okay? Listen to what the scripture says. It says, because they are foolish. They are foolishness to him. Let me read. Let me take it again. But the spiritual man perceive not the things that are of the Spirit of God, the things that are of the Spirit of God. So they may perceive other spirit, but not the things, you know, that are of the Spirit of God. For it, for it is foolishness to him. He cannot understand. Because, amen, they are spiritually examined or they are spiritually discerned. How do you understand spiritual things? How do you examine spiritual things? Hallelujah. We're dealing with a very important, a very critical, important point. There's a biblical principle that allows us to advance in the spirit, whereby we are able, whereby we are able to what? To clearly identify and brand our spirit to know and function within a unique kingdom character or culture that allow us to what? To fulfill our prophetic mandate with less confusion. 
there's still going to be confusion, but at least that confusion is less. With less confusion, as we can see today. Hallelujah. I'm going to round up friends here. That scripture that I just read in 1 Corinthians 2, look at the verse 15 says, but the spiritual man, but the spiritual man judge all things. And he himself is not judged by no man. Then he went forth and said, who then can know the mind of Christ? Remember what we're dealing with, the makings of spirits. When your spirit is being made and being shaped into the required value system that will allow you to carry out God's prophetic intentions for your life and the community heaven has assigned you, it will begin from the position where you are able to see things and you are able to precisely judge them. Now, the word judge, amen, is a very powerful spiritual word. It means to know things, amen, and be able to find the truth about it and come to the conclusion, amen, of what is correct. It's like a judge in the court, in the law court, when he sits, he gathers all the information that he needs to know about that case. Then, he passes his, his, his judgment. The same with the jury. Alright? They give them all the information that is available. And they say, go, look at this, make your judgment. God is calling us to a point and a place where we need to begin to develop our spiritual lifestyle, our spiritual condition. As spiritual people, we need to see things through the eyes of God. Just as, just as I'm looking at this lens, this camera, looking through the lens, amen, you can see me. When you look through the lens of the Spirit, you should be able to see things and people for what they are, for who they are. So you, are, you know how to, amen, come to the right conclusion. You are not confused about situation. And all of this begins with the branding of your spirit. There are other dimensions we can look into. How certain, you know, uh, uh, spirits are shaped and formed. How they are able to carry out, amen, God's prophetic intention. All right, you know, some of you, maybe some other time we'll talk about that. Some of you have been branded, designed spiritually, amen, for certain assignment. You are you are still in a local place, okay? But they brand your spirit for something that is that is international. But you're limited by the environment because, all right, you have not been schooled, you have not been trained, you have not been developed, you have not been taught amen to leave that little area little place you are but they are interacting with you in your spirit they're talking about you know you praying for you know nations and you you know thinking about places outside your confines but you cannot relate with that and you you every time you you are you, you know you are benchmarked by the need there's no electricity you know there's no food you know there you can't even pay for god knows what and you allow your mind amen to to limit you to build a cage but they say you are bigger than this place you know when, when god began to speak to me about nations 
I mean, I live in a very small community, in a very small place, and that was it. But as the Lord began to, you know, impress, I remember I used to pray for a nation called Mongolia. I've shared about that, you know, sometimes in our prayer time. Mongolia. I, I, read, I never really knew where Mongolia is. I don't know anything about Mongolia. But every time I pray, I just hear Mongolia in my spirit. And then I start praying. I start praying. I start praying. And then I start making research. And I began to realize that Mongolia all right, is way down, you know, close to China and all of that. And in fact, Mongolia, you know, the kingdom of Mongolia used to be in charge of those entire region, including China and all of that. You know, so I began to realize why well, this is a big empire back in the days. But God wanted to begin to do something in that end because it's been, of course, taken over by Islam and other, you know, religion and all of that. But God just placed that burden in my heart. Mongolia. I've never been to Mongolia. I don't have, I'm not even planning to go to Mongolia. You know, but that for a period of time, God will place that in my spirit. But when God placed South Africa in my spirit, all right, of course I was praying, but then I heard the voice. You see, and I didn't hear the voice that said, go to Mongolia. I heard the voice that said, come over to South Africa. South Africa needs engineer. You see, they had to speak to my spirit. And all of that now begins to make sense. Why? Because to certain level, I can begin to understand what the Lord, that this is God. Even when I try to deny it, even when I try to reject it, even when I try to fight it, even when I try to say, this cannot be God, all right? God made sure, <laughs> all right, that, you know, he made sure that I know that he's the one. You know, when 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 the mother eagle is getting, you know, the, the eaglets to ready to fly, the mother, the mother eagles start to make the nest uncomfortable, amen, for the eaglets. They start removing, amen, all the grass and all the things that makes the, you know, the, 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 the environment. That's what the Lord began to do with me. They began to make my environment, amen, yes, unconducive for me. You turn here, you, you turn there. I, then I knew, then I began to set my mind. You see, God will prepare you and he will use all kinds of ways and means that you can relate with. He will send people. But my point is, God wants to brand your spirit. And your spirit can be branded. And we can identify who you are spiritually. Even among people functioning the prophetic, you can be identified as you know, a, a, a unique prophet. There are certain prophets that the assignment amen, speaks to certain you know, mission. There are prophets that are sent to function, amen, within amen, uh, 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 the corridors of power. There are prophets sent, amen, yes, to steer the people, to steer the nation. There are prophets sent, all right, to just be before God, you know, and, and they hear from God and they just bring dust here the law. And there are, you see, there are all kinds of ministries and functions of the prophet. And the same with the, you know, the, with the apostle. But if we don't know those things, amen, we just generalize. Everybody's a prophet. Everybody's an apostle. There are prophets, amen, that have grace to teach the word of God. Some people don't know that. I mean, that's part of my own prophetic, you know, uh, uh, cutting edge to teach the word of God, to bring the word of God to bear, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, to make people understand, you know, things, the way things are, give people clarity, insight, understanding, and of course, to advance the purpose of God. So, 
I'm done this morning. Thank you everyone this morning for joining. Uh, I'm so, so uh, uh, grateful for the fact that you're able to join. I hope these things that we have shared resonates with your spirit because that's a purpose. I want it to resonate with you. I hope uh, um, you'll be able to use these things I mean, to pray because, of course, take them to God in prayer. Let, let God amen, expand some of these things into your spirit. I hope that we'll be able to do another path, okay, so that at least we can have a better understanding. When you, when you can two work together, said they be in agreement. When you come into a certain environment, you can agree with the people. You can easily pray. You just flow. And there are certain places you go to, you can flow. They're Christians, yes. There are churches you go to, you can flow there. Don't force yourself because your friend goes there. Everybody goes there. No, it's time to leave. Look for amen, people that are speaking your, your language. Look for people who have your kindred spirit. Look for leaders, amen, who, who are speaking into what God is tearing your heart to us. Don't submit yourself to people, amen, who cannot understand or are not going the direction of the steering of the spirit, amen. Leaders, pastors, amen, should, should teach us, amen, to grow in the path of God's assignment and release us to carry out that mandate. That's the work of a leader. I was thinking about it yesterday. When it's time for the for the mother eagle to let the eaglet fly, it, it, I mean, she just does everything. She makes sure they fly. You don't keep the people. When it's time to let them go, you let them go. And that doesn't mean that they will not make mistakes. But when they make a mistake, you are there to assist them, amen, and also just push them back into that which uh, uh, heaven has called them. All right? Yes, when my children, you know, come of age, I'm going to push them. It's time for you to go. You can't keep them. Because they have, amen, an assignment. There's a unique assignment. So if you're under a leader that is not, that doesn't understand who you are, doesn't understand your spirit, excuse me, let me ask this question before I go. In a church of, let me even say 200, how can the pastor be able to precisely identify Amen. The spirit of each individual. Is that possible? Because the work of a shepherd is he must be able to identify all his sheep. Amen. And know them by name. You know, in other words, you identify them, you know who they are, what they are, what their purpose is in life. Amen. You build them, you brand them to fulfill that purpose. How many pastors can do that? Because most pastors are not doing the work of a pastor. They are doing the work of a hireling. Oh, they won't like me. They don't have to like me. But that's the truth. Preaching to the people is not what matures the people. It's you branding, building their spirit. <clears throat> that's why all those disciples that the Lord has given to me, you can ask them, they know. They're different. And I don't relate with them. This one is general preaching. But they know how they get to me. They know how they contact me. They know how they call me. They know how they talk. I know how I relate with each of them. Each of them uniquely, differently. Okay. This is not a counseling time. No. Well, I can, they can go to a counselor and pay. And, <laughs> but your assignment is totally different. So we have to know all of these things. If we don't, we're going to be making the work easy. Excuse me, difficult. There's so many challenges out there right now that people don't know what to do. But yet we are filled with workers. Look at the church. Numbers, but people are just confused. They don't know what to do. Yes. 
So, I hope this message makes sense to you. Bless you guys. We'll see you again, hopefully tomorrow by God's grace. What's the title of the message again? Don't forget, don't forget. The makings of spirits. Have yourself a blessed Sunday. Bye-bye.